morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another terrifically terrifying Tuesday for Tortured Port 468, our global forces gathering for Armageddon. Did the Palestinian terror attacks kick off the next phase of the last world war? Friends, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> I had a crazy weekend then down under the weather. You know, you take a day off and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> That's how it feels this morning. But there's a lot of talk and murmuring about what's happening over in the Middle East and prophecy and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, of course, I know by now everybody's probably sufficiently riled up about the, the murdering of innocent women and children and babies over in Israel. Uh, you know, now there's over, what, over a thousand murdered civilians, according to the, according to the latest report. Uh, eyewitnesses say, oh man, it's not a battlefield, this is a massacre. Matter of fact, Israeli Defense Forces uh, Major General Vervu, he says this, he says, quote, you see the babies, their mothers and their fathers in their bedrooms, in their protected rooms, and how the terrorists killed them. It's not a war, period, end quote. Friends, it's not a war, it's a massacre. It's evil on display. Anybody that supports or condones this kind of behavior is, is, is off their freaking rocker. We're going to get into a lot of that, but again, I want to come at it from this angle of, you know, uh, is this the end times, man? Are we living it? Is this, are we in the tribulation? What's going on? I don't know. Now, to set the stage a little bit here, you know, for those unfamiliar with uh, Hamas, you know, Hamas, Hamas, uh, they're, uh, they're a radical Islamic terrorist group, right? The AKA the Palestinians. Now, you know, they went around videoing themselves murdering innocent people in broad daylight. Over 40 babies were shot point blank in one town alone. Uh, some of these babies were beheaded. And yet we have Democrat members of the squad uh, who are out there defending the defenseless instead of condemning the terror. Again, it's sick, it's sad, it's wrong, it's straight up evil. And of course, you know, everyone is talking about it. So just like that, you know, all the airwaves are just sucked up, you know, uh, the, the public psyche has been captured by what's happening in Israel. Is this the start of World War III? Are we headed for Armageddon? You know, is this the event that sets it all in motion? Well, guess what? Who the hell knows? You know, what we know for sure is that there's no shortage of opinions. And we also know that this is absolutely not it is absolutely not, it is absolutely not the most important thing happening in America today. Just because they flipped the switch just like that does not make uh, everything else go away. You know, it's a terrible tragedy. Sure, I get that, you know, but does fixing on, fixating on what's happening in Israel, does fixating on this particular atrocity do anything to fix the mess that we're in right here at home? The answer is, of course not. You know, it simply provides a convenient cover for the continued political crimes against we the people. Now, you know, Christian conservative support for the warmongers meat grinder in Ukraine 
was waning, was it not? You know, but now, 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 there's no way that Christian conservatives now can resist rallying to the aid of, of America's most beloved ally, right? So we just got to fixate ourselves on Israel. We've got to send them all of our money, right? I mean, there's clashes breaking out across the nation right now. You know, people are out there rallying for Israel. And then those who are supporting Israel, of course, you know, they're being taunted as Nazi pigs by the supporters of Hamas. It's ripped our our country in half, right? No, well, you know, the line has been drawn. Sides have been taken. But just like that, everywhere you look, it's plain to see that people have been triggered. People have been triggered. And you think about that, just like that. Again, just like as quick as the snap of a fingers. Look at what everybody's talking about. Look where the focus is at. Look at how people are divided. Isn't it strange how nobody seems to get triggered by rigged elections? Nobody gets triggered by a stolen presidency or massive government campaigns pushing toxic injections or state-funded deep state censorship or the utter destruction of the country we love, right? Nobody gets triggered about that. I mean, come on, that's just politics, Luke, you know? You know, there, there are more issues, friends, that are directly affecting us as Americans than I could possibly list in a single report. And yet all eyes are suddenly on Israel. And we have to print more money and and fund another war in Israel. We have to stand in solidarity and, and do whatever it takes to defend Israel. But most importantly, we have to drop everything and pay attention to Israel. I mean, come on, no pundit worth their salt would dare to stray away from such a gripping story. This is history in the making. I mean, come on, this is late-breaking news. Nothing else matters, right? Wrong! (laughs) Wrong, friends, beware of the triggers. Hey, did you hear about the, uh, how the media was freaking out because Amazon's Alexa uh, apparently, you say Alexa, you know, uh, uh, Alexa's saying the quiet part out loud. Alexa is admitting that the 2020 election was stolen. How's that for some uh, free-thinking AI? Did you hear about Biden and how Biden believes that climate change is actually a greater threat than nuclear war? So ah, don't worry about all this escalating tension all around the world, you know, poking the Russian bear, pouring a little fuel on the fire for Hamas, you know? Biden believes climate change is, the, is, is a greater threat than nuclear war. Did you hear the jackass Zelensky blaming Russia for what's happening in the Middle East. It's Russia uh, that's undermining world unity. Obviously, the world is so effing united, right? Zelensky, that schmuck. Anyway, did you hear about the, uh, the second Baltic Sea bombing of an undersea gas pipeline? I wonder what that's doing all to all those poor fish and delicate coral reefs. I don't know. Here's the point, friends. The timing of everything that's happening in Israel is not by accident right? It's, it's orchestrated chaos. It's happening in the broader context of everything else that we've been talking about since the Great Reset kicked off. You know, it's all in the context of the Great Reset. Do you think that it's just a coincidence that all of a sudden the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, they're out there warning like, oh my gosh, you know, because of this war in Israel, I mean, oh man, there's some economic uncertainty. Don't know what's going to happen to the global economy because of this war in Israel. Really? As if they think 
that this war in Israel, a little sandbox over in the Middle East, might lead to the collapse of the global economy and then provide the perfect opportunity for the world to transition to a new global digital currency. Hmm. Isn't it strange how the Palestinian leadership who just launched these heinous attacks against innocent civilians, okay, Palestinians, Hamas, okay, mm, Camp Evil, okay, they are already begging the United Nations for help defending themselves against the retaliation from Israeli forces. So Israel's like, wow, you just came in town, you know, shot up a bunch of women and children, beheaded some babies, now we're going to stomp your ass, Okay, but oh, oh gosh, the poor Palestinians, we need the United Nations to help defend us from the retaliation of Israeli forces. Friends, I find it equally as odd that the United Nations Human Rights Council has already held a moment of silence, not for the Israelis who were murdered in cold blood, but they've held a moment of silence for the people who were killed in Gaza, home of the Hamas baby beheaders, which is being bombed back to the Stone Age by the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces. So they're holding a moment of silence for what appears from my perspective as an ignorant peasant to be the bad guys, the evildoers. People who kill babies and behead them are bad guys. They're evildoers. I don't give a rat's ass what anybody else thinks. Now, the globalists, the globalists have shown very clearly whose side they're on. The globalists are on the same side as the baby beheaders. The globalists are on the same side as the radical Democrats in the U.S. Congress who are defending the baby beheaders. They're on the same side as the lunatic leftists all around the world, including the useful queer idiots in the picture here in the report. Friends, by the way, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com, thetorchreport.com, to check out this cool picture, this spiffy picture of queers for Palestine. Queers for Palestine, and they got the Marxist fist, and they got this smug, arrogant, condescending, I just want to smack the look right off their face kind of a look. And these queers for Palestine, if they were happened to, you know, raise their Marxist queer fists and walk through the streets of Palestine, somebody should probably tell them that the Palestinians would be more than happy to behead them for being queer. I mean, they'll behead babies just because they're babies, you know, but they're going to behead these queers because being queer is strictly forbidden according to their radical Islamic beliefs over there in Palestine. Friends, I'm not a history buff, okay? You know, and I, I, I have not obsessed over the history of the Middle East. I don't have any particular fondness for Israel or Palestine. I'm not on the Israeli side. I'm not on the Palestinian side. I don't know what's going on over there. As far as I'm concerned, these people have been squabbling and killing each other over that tiny stretch of land since antiquity. I mean, forever, right? And so why not just let them squabble and kill each other? Why do we have to drop everything and pay attention and throw all of our support to Israel? Why? Why? Oh, why? I mean, clearly, if you think about it, that's what they want to do. They want to fight and kill each other. So let them have at it. You know, they've been at it for thousands of years. So why should we, why should you and I have to cough up more of our hard-earned taxpayer dollars to help pay for them to do this? You know, why should we support Israel? 
Fair question, right? Aren't I allowed to ask the question, why should we support Israel? Why should our entire focus now be on Israel? You know, when I ask the question, why? Why should we be supporting Israel? I want you to just take mental note of any emotional reaction that may come up for you. And then let me ask you another question, another emotionally charged question. Why should we try to ban abortion for every woman in the country? Oh my God, I can't believe he said that, you know? Now, if I had to guess, I'm asking the question intentionally here. And if I had to guess, I would say that the answer to both of those questions for most people uh, boils down to a single imperative, because God said so. Why do we support Israel? Because God said so. You know, it's God's chosen people. You know, why should we ban abortion for every woman in the, in the country? You know, well, because God said so. You know, it's immoral. It's wrong. Okay, fine. It's predictable though, right? This pattern, because God said so, it's a predictable pattern. And I believe that it's this predictability that's being exploited. More importantly, I believe this predictability has been programmed into the public consciousness. So this knee-jerk response, should we support Israel? Of course we should support Israel. You know, uh, should we ban abortion? Of course we should ban abortion. This has been programmed into public consciousness. And the purpose of this is to divide people into predictable camps. It's for the intent to divide and conquer that people are being divided into these predictable camps. Of course, the globalists and the gays and the godless heathen Democrats support the Palestinians. Of course they do. And of course, the Christians and the conservatives and the Republicans support the Israelis. Of course they do. How could it be any other way? Both sides have been programmed for precisely this purpose for decades. And I'll tell you what, friends. Honestly, I don't, I don't take either side. I think it's all bullshit. I pardon the French. You know, I believe that we are facing much, 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 much bigger issues than, you know, supporting another war in some far off place or deciding what a woman can and can't do with her body in some far off place. We're facing bigger issues. And I say that, friends, I do love my country. I, I am an American patriot. I do love God, and yet I reject these ideas as if they have, you know, some substance. They have no more substance than mere propaganda. To put it differently, friends, I don't think God cares. Mic drop, you know? Uh, and I state that very boldly. You know, I just, you know, I know that many, many, if not most of my friends and my family would tell me that I'm wrong. When I say God doesn't care, they're going to tell me I'm wrong. They'd say something like, Luke, what the hell is wrong with you? Of course God cares about saving Israel and innocent babies. Of course, you know? Have you lost your faith? No, friends, I have not. And that's just fine. You can tell me, you know, whatever you want. I don't feel like I need to argue. Maybe God cares. Maybe God doesn't care. But that doesn't mean there aren't many other more important things going on. I just want to point out that this issue is highly divisive. These, these issues are, are you know, highly divisive distractions that pit people against each other. Instead of working together to stave off the globalist takeover, we're, we're debating about whether we should you know, support Israel or, or ban abortion, right? I mean, come on. Bigger things going on here. Can you see where I'm coming from? Friends, we have bigger fish to fry. 
After uh, after being off the radar for a few days and stepping back into the fray this morning, you know, I, I just I just want to say don't get lost in the distractions, friends. Think think about what you can do at the local level to prepare yourself for a bumpy road ahead. The food shortages are going to be real and all that stuff, you know. Think about what you can do at the local level to collaborate with other liberty-loving constitutionalists, other liberty-loving Americans from all walks of life, to reclaim the reins of local control, local representative government, not top-down globalist agenda. Think about that kind of practical action. Never forget that there is more that unites us than there is that divides us. Don't get lost in the weeds. Regardless of what's happening in the geopolitical circus, friends, regardless of the wars and the rumors of wars, a lot of people talking prophecy out there, okay? Regardless of it all, we need to focus forward and work for a future worth having. Practical action is more important than prophecy, so don't take your eyes off the ball. And that is the message of my heart for today, friends. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace the rest of this terrific Tuesday, friends, and I'll be back in tip-top shape tomorrow. I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.